Welcome to Dare a New Belief, a place to discover what is possible for your life after the loss of a loved one, and where you will find inspiration, insight, support, and love, and hopefully a bit of laughter to help you through your day. Now, here's your host, Nada Hogan. Welcome to Dare a New Belief, where you will find light and life, love and joy, healing, faith, and hope a place where you get to believe what is possible for your life. And I am your host, Nada Hogan. And today I have the great pleasure to introduce you to Lorraine Hoving. Lorraine is a speaker, author, a radio show host of Never Too Late Ever, and a loser of 130 plus pounds. When Lorraine turned 60, she realized her life was two-thirds over if God blessed her with an additional 30 more years. All the goals she had set out to do year after year had eluded her and lay there in a big heap of empty promises, and some of those promises were over 45 years old. Was this all, she asked herself? Would I ever change, or could I ever change? Well, you get to find out today. Hey, welcome, Lorraine. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, hi, Nada. Hey, I thought I thought you said that I lived to be ninety. I, I, I... oh no, if you if you did live to be ninety, no. <laughs> if if I I realized that if I lived to be ninety, and heck, I wasn't going to live that long because of my unhealthy patterns. Uh, yeah, so it was kind of a wake-up call to me when I turned 60. Yeah. Yeah, so so can you tell us a little bit about that, Lorraine? Because what, what was going on? What, what was going on when you turned 60 that these patterns that, that were obviously interfering with, with the best life that you are living right now? Well, I think what I, I realized was um, when I woke up on that morning, well, I, I don't think I realized going into it, the impact that that turning 60 would, would feel like. I had no trouble turning 50, um, but when I turned 60, it was like when I woke up, I thought, oh my gosh, and I, I woke up in a pool of tears. I realized that and I knew I wouldn't live to be 90 at that point because I was unhealthy, but it's just like all of a sudden you just go, oh my gosh, all this time has passed because you realize as you get older, all those Mondays, all those New Year's resolutions, and suddenly there's less life ahead of you than that you've gone through. And it's like a sobering uh, thought that all those years have gone by and suddenly you're left with just this many because we know they're counted. <laughs> right. We know that, that, that they're numbered. And uh, so I think it was that realization. And then all my life I had blamed others for what I thought, you know, um, was their... Well, the trauma I had gone through, my bully brother, everything that I had gone through in my past, I was blaming that instead of taking full responsibility for myself. And it wasn't just 99%. You have to absolutely look at yourself in the, in the mirror and say, I 
am 100% responsible for where I am today. And I think that's that was just kind of the awakening at 60. Yeah, yeah. Well, so do you do you think that part of the or do you know what what was the reason? Because losing 130 plus pounds, I mean, that's that's amazing. And on your website, you have before and after pictures on there. And it's it's a completely different person. So where do you where do you think that the um, and, and please let me know if I'm stepping over a boundary here. Do you know why you started putting on the weight? Yeah, um, I, I do know that is uh, when I was younger, my uh, my dad died suddenly and traumatically at the age when I was 11. And I adored my dad, absolutely adored him. And my mom, although she is a loving, kind um, mom, she's now in heaven, um, you know, she wasn't affectionate. My, do- my dad was affectionate love to laugh just like I did so we kind of like like the way I look at it is we spoke each other's language so when I'd wake up in the morning I could hardly wait to see my daddy and um you know I didn't even go to bed until I shared a bowl of ice cream with him in the evening so when he died suddenly um in a in a horrific accident you don't have any time to digest it. You don't, it's just like it happens. And when you're a child, just 11 years old, is still quite an impressionable age. I just couldn't, I just was like set back because it, it felt almost, Nada, like I lost the day that my daddy died when I was younger. I felt like I lost my little girl because I've been so fun loving up to that time. And then from that point on, I had an older brother and I I perceive now he's also in heaven, but I perceive that he possibly was jealous of my relationship with my daddy because from that point on, he bullied me and verbally abused me, called me fatty, fatty two by four. And probably Nada was maybe 10 or 15 pounds overweight at that time. But I started to hide and I began um, kind of a secret obsession with food because I knew if I ate in front of my brother, he would tease me and make fun of me. So I began to hide uh, in my bedroom uh, late at night, sneak food down there, uh, sneak up the little bowls in the morning so he couldn't hear. So I always think you're as sick as your secrets. And so that was my little secret. But it only can be a secret for so long. <laughs> it's not like it's not like when you abuse alcohol or drugs, you can keep that a secret a long time. But when you have an obsession with food, it eventually shows for all the world to see. And so um, I slowly began to gain weight, then gain weight um, once I got married, once I had kids. And I, I reached a high point of 275 on a five foot one frame, which is a lot of weight. Mm, yeah. Right. So, so I would imagine you had physical pain that went along with that. Um, not a lot um, of physical pain, more uh, lower energy and that kind mm-hmm. of thing that you couldn't do a lot of things that other people could do. Mm. I didn't have a lot of pain and mm. um it's almost like if, if you did, then maybe you would have done something about it, but I didn't. And for 
even though my self-worth was not where it needed to be, I still loved myself because I kind of liked myself. <laughs> I'm kind of a fun person. Eh? <laughs> oh, I, I was just going to ask you about that. And I have, Lorraine, I just, every time I talk to you, I just want to reach through whatever, because we've only been in person <laughs> once, but I just want to reach through the technology and just give you a hug because I think it is so beautiful to be able to say I am such a fun person I love that <laughs> and yes you are and that's what I wanted to ask you too is because you had said that when your dad died at 11 that you were so fun loving that that kind of went out the door like that sun that fun loving just kind of got shut down and I was going to say you are so fun loving from the time that I've met you which has just been a two years, I think. Where where did you get that fun loving? When did that wake back up? Because I have a feeling it just went to sleep. It never went away, that it was just yeah. tucked yeah, away. It, and I don't think it ever went away completely, but I lost that little innocent girl that just felt like she could walk into a room and just light up a room or, or uh, um, that freedom that you feel just to be you, that was kind of hiding, but I still had fun. I remember going to college and having a lot of fun in college, <laughs> not a lot of studying, but a lot of fun. And uh, so I think I was always there, but the little girl, I believe, um, I don't know if I've ever told you, but the, um, the time that I went down to California, I'd lost a hundred, I think about 120 pounds. And I went to a conference and I had spotted a trampoline the night before. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to set my alarm really early in the morning. And I'm going to go jump on the trampoline, see if I can do it. Because when you're 275 pounds, it's hard to get a couple inches off the ground by jumping. Mm -hmm. So I set my alarm. I got there and there were two of my friends there already and they asked me what I was doing. I said, told them. And so they said, they gave me some um, tips and I got on and I just couldn't get the jumping because I just hadn't done it. So they yeah. grabbed my hands and we kept, we, we started jumping. And I remember as a little girl, uh, little girl um, screaming on the swing to go higher and higher. So I started doing this when they're jumping with me and I'm going higher, higher, higher. And all of a sudden, I just fell to the mat of the trampoline just in convulsions because it almost felt, Nada, like somewhere up there, the little I got my little girl back. Yeah. I can't explain it, but suddenly, because I was jumping on this trampoline and I felt so free, it was like, oh, there's the little girl. And I just broke down. And uh, so that that's the... That's the time I felt like, oh, my gosh, she is here in full force. Oh, wow. How long ago was that when that happened, Lorraine? That was about, I would say, two and a half years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is so beautiful. Yeah. And I think a lot of us, um, because of the trauma of our life, that we lose the little girl or the little boy in some ways. We lose that freedom to just be be yourself. And that's what I felt like before dad. I just ran and I was innocent and having fun and bringing kids home. And then suddenly, with a, my brother teasing me, I had to hide. And so I think some of us hide 
And even though I was always happy, even when I was 275 pounds, I was still hiding because your self-esteem is affected majorly when you're that um, overweight. So, yes. Wow. So Lorraine, if I, if I understand it correctly, you married your present husband now, and I want to call him Joe and I don't think that's right. <laughs> no, it's not Joe. <laughs> it is Tim. Tim. But, yeah. It's three letters. So that's why maybe you thought of Joe, but it's no, Tim. That doesn't right i'm sorry well don't let tim know that i just married you off to a joe not, not to be confused with joe the producer <laughs> yeah joe, joe the producer is listening to this no i'm not married to joe the producer i'm married i'm married to tim and we've been married for uh 44 years okay yeah. so that, that's what i wanted to ask you because when 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 somebody is overweight and you met Tim, how much did you weigh at that time? And again, if this is too personal, please just let me know. And we'll, we got lots of places we can go to in a conversation. <laughs> Don't ever worry about being too personal with me. I am kind of, I am an open book yeah, uh, because too. my story is there to help other people. So yeah. um, I was probably, yeah, I know what I was. I was 15 pounds overweight or 20 pounds overweight, something like that when I married Tim. And so I told him by the first Christmas together, I would have that weight off. Well, of course I didn't have that weight off by the first Christmas because suddenly I was cooking and making goodies for him and I was just this happily married wife. So instead I was 15 pounds heavier at Christmas and then I had kids and then just went heavier and heavier. So I realized, and this was just about a couple of years ago when I went down to that seminar, somebody was picking me up and, and they were waiting for my husband because he was, he had come down with me and I didn't realize this, but my husband has always accepted and loved me the way I am. Yeah. But there were people there in the car when they saw my husband, they said, oh, He's so good looking. And I didn't, it didn't sink in until I got in with my husband. And then I, I kind of mauled over that for, for two or three days because I realized that they were actually surprised that my husband could be good looking. In other words, doesn't a good looking husband, you know, demand a wife that is, you know, uh, slender and healthy and they were surprised. And I, I, I said to my husband when I got brave enough, because I, I, the, the answer could be difficult for me. I said, honey, I want to know why you stayed with, and I'd never asked him until, until they kind of said that. And I went, oh my gosh, why did he stay with me? So I said, why did you stay with me when I was 275 pounds? Because I know if he had been, I, I wouldn't have left him, but I sure would have nagged him to death <laughs> if he had been overweight. <laughs> but he didn't, he didn't ever, he'd encourage me, but he never, you know, made me feel less than. In fact, he'd 
he'd be so proud of me. He'd introduce me to everybody and I'd be so embarrassed. But anyways, I asked him, why did you stay with me when I was 275 pounds? And he said to me, Nada, he said, Lorraine, he said, I saw your heart. Oh. I married you because of your heart. And I realized that in that moment, we are all just frames. <laughs> so some of our, us have bigger frames and some of us need to be healthier, yes. But we all have a beating heart and we all are capable of love and laughter. And he saw right deep into my soul that even though I was 275 pounds, he loved me for who I was, not for the body, not for what I looked like to other people, but he loved me. Mm. And that has been one of the most, it almost makes me cry, one of the most significant things of my life because here is a husband who loved me and I know for certain he loved me for me. Oh my God, it's the sweetest thing. You are such a blessed woman. You are so <laughs> blessed, that's so beautiful. Oh. I am blessed, I am blessed with a wonderful husband. Don't you have a wonderful husband too? <laughs> I do, I do have a wonderful husband also. <laughs> yes. and I was laughing when you said um, you, that you would be nagging him. If it was reversed, you would be nagging him. <laughs> you would still be married to him. And I thought, oh my God, it's the same thing. And I thought, I, are, aren't we so damn cute? <laughs> we are. I'll nag you if it gets turned around, but in the meantime, we're okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. goodness. So I would imagine too, Lorraine, that that even being able to ask Tim that question and knowing I don't know what his response is going to be and waiting for that response, that when you got the response that you did. Um, and, and even if you didn't get that same response, just having, cause in a lot of relationships, people won't even ask that question. They'll just like bury that. I don't even want to know because what if it's bad news? And so that, that relationship can't get deeper and richer. And I'm assuming that that just made your relationship with Tim and Tim with you that much deeper and that much more significant. Absolutely. For absolutely for sure. And I think I, I'd like to say this to the audience too. Oftentimes we want to avoid asking the hard questions because we're scared of the answer. And one of the things that I did when, when I was 275 pounds, I, I, I actually did this. I snuck into my office late at night and I opened up the computer and I wanted to look to see if I was morbidly obese. And of course, you know, of course I was, but I wanted to look on the internet and it was like, I, I didn't want to know, but yet I wanted to know. Yeah. So I think there's some, um, some real significant things that can happen in our lives when we face the truth. We want to avoid asking those questions because we don't want to hear the answer. So I didn't want to hear the answer. And so finally I opened up the computer and it, of course I was morbidly obese. So that night I went home and I recall as well, I, and it, it is tearful again because I looked in the mirror. I 
made myself get naked. I looked in my the mirror, and this is when I took 100% responsibility for myself. I said, Lorraine, you are morbidly obese, and I made myself look at myself. What are you going to do about it? And I think that was the turning point, because up till then, I could blame other people, but here I was, I was morbidly obese, and I was admitting it. So you see on my website, I have many pictures of me, um, you know, when I when I was um, overweight and I didn't mind having the camera because somehow in my head, I wasn't that big. You know what I mean? Other people are ashamed to be in the camera. I had all kinds of pictures of myself because I was happy and, and my husband loved me and everything. But until I said to myself that I'm morbidly obese and what are you going to do about it? I didn't really change. And then that's when I started the transformation and it was doing the the digging the the deep part of figuring out why I felt so unworthy and uh, that changed my whole life and you have to be honest you have to be honest with yourself it's the same with if you've got a um, alcohol problem whatever problem you have until you finally say I have a problem and I need to do something about it you don't ever you you're blaming others so hope that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. And I know we're going to get close to having to wrap this up. Um, so be before I start any of the closing down with this, I have too many more questions that I want to ask you. So would you be willing to come back and, and do another show with me for next week so I can get all of these other fun questions answered? Absolutely, Nada. That would be fun. Fabulous. Fabulous. So, okay. So I'm going to save this, the question that I want to ask you right now, and we'll save that for next week because I know that it will, will run out of time. So I'm going to bring, that will be my very first question when I meet back with you. And in the meantime, um, your podcast is called Never Too Late Ever. And your website is called, it's by the same name, correct? NeverTooLateEver.com. Yeah, so you can, or you can use LorraineHoving.com. And on there, I have a free chapter of, of a, a book that I'm in. And then also, if any of your audience wants um, some, some recipes or some, uh, I've got recipes and I've got mocktails, I've got links that I will send over to Nada because I've got some great things coming up for this um, uh, Black Friday but there's free recipes and free mocktails and that kind of thing. So I'd love to send over some links to you. Oh, that would be phenomenal. That would be a phenomenal. Thank you so much for that, Lorraine. Yes, I noticed. I want to talk to you about your book too. My goodness, I didn't know you had a book out there. Well, so, just, I'm just one chapter of a, a book with 13 other authors. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It's, well, and I downloaded the chapter and I don't know where it downloaded into my computer because I didn't <laughs> I'm telling you, if I had to live my whole life with technology, I I would be at a standstill every day. I'm so miffed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll find 
I'll let the audience know more and you can tell us more about the chapter that you wrote because I'm excited to hear about that and I know the listeners are too. So so for all of the listeners, without a doubt, you cannot walk away from this conversation with Lorraine without having gold nuggets, a smile on your face, a bounce in your step and joy in your heart. You just can't. It's impossible. So I, <laughs> I want to say- Thank you, Nada. This was so fun. We'll see you next week. Sounds fabulous. Yes. And for the listeners, all of Lorraine's information will be in the show notes. So don't worry if you missed anything. It will all be available right there for you. And especially the links will be there too. So you can pick up all of her great information and the chapter on the book and recipes and other fun stuff. So until next time, much love to you. Have a beautiful week. Much love to you, Lorraine. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nada. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for spending time with us today. Please go to nadahogan.com for show notes and other information you can use right away. If you like what you heard here, please subscribe to our show. And don't forget to rate and review right there on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your shows. And don't forget to tell your friends about it. We'll see you next week.